0: I remember growing up and having a lot of times where if I was busy playing video games or watching TV, and I had my nice divot on the couch that I just didn't want to move from. And my mom, I remember those times were happening, my mom would come into the house and say, John David, clean your room. I got this nice divot. I'm on this, I'm watching the end of this football game. Or I'm on, like, the very end of this level. Yeah, I'm going to do it. It It's a good response. And it said, hey, I'm going to do it later. But what I really meant was, no. I'm not doing it right now. I'm busy. i got something better than cleaning my room right now. An hour later, John David, I said clean your room. Yeah, but now the next game had started or I'd hit the next level in the video game. Yeah, I'm going to get to it. What I really meant was, nah, (laughs) I'm still busy. This couch is still very comfortable. Then out of the blue, there would be an argument that would break out an hour later. And her side always was, I've asked you multiple times to clean your room. And I kept telling her, I told you I'm going to get to it. When in reality, I really meant, no, I was never going to get to it. But you get defensive and there's a little fight and argument and fine. I'm going to begrudgingly now go to my room and clean it because the TV has been taken off or the video game has been unplugged and there's nothing better to do. When I was, this story, while it may be something that is, may have happened in other households and not just the Mathern household growing up. It's similar to what we hear today in our gospel. We hear Jesus who's talking to the chief priests and the elders. One of the keys whenever we hear these stories, when Jesus is giving these teachings to know who he's speaking to. Who is it? We need a context to really understand what he's getting at. And when he's talking about this, he says, this first son, he says, I'm not going to do it. He says it very publicly. I'm not going to go out and, and work in your vineyard, Dad. But he does it. This is, looks like those people who the Pharisees had kind of stigmatized as the sinners. The ones who just don't do the word of God. They don't live it. You can't see it. But ultimately, they're having conversions of heart. Whereas the other son, the Pharisees, the one that kind of relates to them a little bit better, they say, Yes, sir, I will do it. And they don't follow through. See, oftentimes, we like to say, I'm Catholic. We like to say, I believe in Jesus Christ. We like to say claims about our faith to try and be bold and to try and proclaim it. But when it's time for follow through, when it's time for action, I'll get to it later. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll do it. Don't worry. And we have this same kind of reasoning with God. We have the same kind of experience of telling God, don't worry, I'm going to get to cleaning my room later. I think what Jesus is getting at in a real way is calling us to action. Believing in the faith of the Catholic Church, believing in the person of Jesus Christ is a beautiful thing, is a great thing. But we have to move. We have to do. We have to act. Last week we hear about these laborers in the vineyard who are being invited in by the master to work in the vineyard, to work in the vineyard. And at one point he looks at he looks at the laborers who have been standing around all day. And he says, why do you stand idle? Why do you let the work just pass you by? My brothers and sisters, how is it in our lives that we can be more active in our faith? More boldly proclaiming the gospel. More boldly walking the walk that we speak. This month, starting tomorrow, October, is always a month that we focus on the, the issue of being pro-life. The issue of of truly upholding the dignity of every human person from the womb until the end of their life, until a natural death. Do we uphold the dignity of our brothers and sisters when they're their weakest in the tomb or at the end of their life and throughout. I know oftentimes when we go on the, uh, I'm, I've been on the March for Life, the trip that our, our young people are trying to do this year. I've been on it for probably six, seven years. And there's so many times that while I'm there, I come across people who are talking about abortion's wrong, abortion's wrong, abortion's wrong. And yes, it is. But if we're going to be truly pro-life, if we're, going to walk the, if we're going to walk the walk that we love to speak, it goes beyond just the right of the baby to be born. It goes beyond just getting rid of a policy. It goes into our action, our call to love our brothers and sisters who may be in a very difficult place, who may be in a very difficult spot, making a very difficult choice because of circumstances around their lives. How is it that we can support them as well? Oftentimes, this refrain happens that I I love to tell the young people, that we as Catholics are not just anti-abortion. We are that. We're not just anti-euthanasia. We are that. But we stand for something so much bigger in that we are pro-life. We recognize the dignity and the value of every human being. Of the child in the womb, of the mother who has, who has circumstances around her situation. Of all those people who may be different than us. There is a recognition of dignity in each person that I think if we're going to say we're Catholic and we're going to say we believe in the dignity of the person, that we have to act in love to them. We have to be willing to reach out to them in those hard times. We have to be willing to support them, not necessarily financially, not necessarily materially, but to support them in the ways that we can, that their hearts may be turned to God, that their hearts may be turned to the love of Jesus that we've shared. We can, we can talk the talk. Oftentimes, I, I, I find myself, I love to, to talk the talk, but the saint is the one who is willing to, to walk the walk as well.